Today on Broadway for Tuesday, April 16th, 2019, I'm Broadway World's Matt Tamanini. And I am Broadway star's James Marino. James, uh, last night, Burn This opened on Broadway, except for it's opening tonight. So I'm a little confused. It's one of those things. I think Davenport, I think Ken Davenport started this where they have the opening night, like red carpet and party one night. And then the next night they do the reviews. I don't know if that's an indication that they're worried about reviews. I think it, I don't think it is because I'm sure they planned these things long before previews began. But they had the opening night red carpet and all the festivities and stuff on Monday night. Tonight, we will get burned this uh, reviews on Tuesday. So we've got some video of the red carpet and stuff. So there's that. But I, I know a lot of people online were very confused by the fact that they had opening night, but didn't have reviews. So just wanted to clear that up for everybody. Well, um, I, and obvi- I, I think I have some answers to that. Oh, please do. It's much, much cheaper to get a, a restaurant on Monday night than a Tuesday night. Ah, uh, Very good point. And, uh, and the damn stream didn't start. <laughs> <laughs> not yet. It's at 830. Um, and obviously, James, this is not theater related, but we'd be remiss if we didn't mention uh, what happened at Notre Dame yesterday. Certainly glad that it appears that no one was um, or not too many people. I think there's a firefighter uh, who is yeah. uh, in, in, in critical condition. But for all of the devastation that happened at Notre Dame yesterday, it, it certainly could have been much, much worse. And uh, we're glad that for the most part, uh, there was no substantial injury or loss of life. But we are obviously heartbroken for the French people and those who were impacted by the loss, either physically or uh, emotionally. It obviously means a, a great deal to a lot of people around the world. Uh, Paris has been hit hard in the last couple of years uh, with uh, lots of events, and uh, we feel for them. All right. We have uh, first up in the news, the Pulitzer Prize announces winner in drama category. Yeah, James, uh, you put me on the spot the other day and my mind blanked on any potential Pulitzer winners other than what the Constitution means to me. But we got three amazing honorees led by winner Jackie Sibless Drury's Fairview. Heidi Shrek's What the Constitution Means to Me was, in fact, a finalist, as was Claire Barron's Dance Nation. More on those two in a second. Uh, But Fairview was not one of the bigger shows of, of last year, but it was one that had such incredible critical response that it had sold out runs at Soho Rep, out in California at Berkeley Rep, and at Theater for a New Audience. It'll be returning to New York this June from the 2nd through the 20th, and the play is set to have its UK premiere at the Young Vic in November. In Fairview, the Fraser family is gearing up for Grandma's birthday, and Beverly needs this dinner to be perfect. Plus, the radio's on the fritz, her sister Jasmine is drinking, her husband Dayton isn't helping, her brother Tyrone might not show up at all, and her daughter Keisha is being a typical teenager. As Beverly's hostess neuroses begins to get the better of her while her family acts like family, Keisha's adolescent malaise starts to to seem like maybe it is something else altogether. I I missed Fairview when it was previously New York, James. So yesterday when it won, I was like, you know what? I'm just going to go ahead and buy a ticket for June. I still don't really necessarily have any plans to come up and celebrate Hadestown's Tony victory yet. But um, (laughs) I... I, I guess I might have to come up in June. I've got tickets to things in June now and <laughs> hotel chains hit me up and uh, hook a brother up. And uh, I'm excited to see Fairview if I do end up making it into town. But um, with Drury, Shrek and Baron, um, all three of the honorees this season, 
um, were women. Obviously, this is the the third time that the Pulitzer winner and finalists have all been women following 2002. When Suzanne Laurie Parks' top dog, Underdog, won, the other finalists were The Glory of Living by Rebecca Gilman and Yellowman by Dial uh, Orderland-Smith. And 2014, with the winner being Annie Baker's The Flick, and the other finalists were The Curious Case of the Watson Intelligence by Madeline George and Fun Home by Janine Tesori and Leslie Cr- and Lisa Crone. Uh, 2009 also had every honoree at least co-written by a woman. Lynn Nottage won her first of two Pulitzers, at least thus far, uh, for Ruin. Uh, Gina Gianfrido was a finalist for Becky Shaw and In the Heights featured a book by Chiara Alegria Hooties, uh, obviously the score by Lin-Manuel Miranda and more on that show later. But um, now back to, to Shrek and Baron, James, in What the Constitution Means to Me, which you've seen, Heidi talks quite a bit about her hometown of Wenatchee, Washington. Well, it also happens to be the hometown of Claire Barron uh, and oh. Heidi's mother was also a big uh, also a big feature and character in what the Constitution means to me is the person responsible for getting both her daughter and Claire Barron interested in theater in the first place. So a, I don't know if she's a theater teacher or whatever. I just saw uh, some tweets from Heidi Shrek about it. So uh, Claire Barron's not on Twitter. But um, so uh, a great day for obviously Drury and Shrek and Barron, uh, but also a pretty good day for the entire town of Wenatchee, Washington as well, James. Yeah. Wow, that's such a it's a it, it's you know it's like the writer's version of the Brat Pack. You know they went to high school together. Yeah. The Brat Pack. You know, <laughs> uh, yeah. Fairview made all of the end of the year lists uh, that we talked about on this this week on Broadway. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm looking back at that, uh, and so that is awesome. And uh, yeah, I guess uh, y- you know if you put your position if you if you jump out of the plane, you got to pull the parachute. <laughs> so you, you 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 metaphorically jumped out of the plane by buying all these theater tickets. So I guess you're going to have to come back up and uh, and this time I promise, I yeah, promise when I see it, I, I I promise that Rob Johnston will see you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know. Did I see? I think I no. I saw Rob. I saw Rob last time at uh, Kiss Me Kate. So uh, oh, it's still man. you. You're the only <laughs> one who avoids me when I come to town. People say that you and I are the same person. I just you know do the Jekyll and Hyde thing. You know. I don't think anybody says that. You don't think so? Okay. No. <laughs> All right. Next up in the news. Um, so this started dribbling out over the weekend. Legendary stage and screen star Georgia Ankle passed away. Yeah, James, we started hearing rumors of this uh, on Friday, but it wasn't yet confirmed until yesterday uh, as the legendary star passed away at the age of just 70. Um, she first came to fame as Georgette Franklin Baxter from 1972 to 1977 on the Mary Tyler Moore show, for which she received two Emmy nominations. Then she earned three more nominations as Patricia Heaton's mother and Ray Romano's mother-in-law on Everybody Loves Raymond. But for us theater folks, she was a regular on stage going back to 1969 when she made her Broadway debut as a replacement Minnie Fay in the original production of Hello, Dolly. She also replaced in My One and Only, then appeared on Broadway in The Boys in Syracuse and as Mrs. Tottendale in The Drowsy Chaperone. But she was not only... Uh, appearing in big Broadway musicals. Um, Her turn as Meredith and Annie Baker's John earned her a Drama Desk nomination in 2015. And uh, it's one of those performances of legend. I've heard so many people talk about her turn in that show that uh, I'm very sad that I didn't get to see that one. She also uh, fairly recently appeared in out-of-town tryouts uh, for the Roman Holiday musical and just last year in halftime uh, at Paper Mill Playhouse and when the show had been in Chicago as well. Um, So, James, many people across the scope of entertainment – 
um, as fans are remembering her finally today. We've got a little um, an article in there about people from both Hollywood and Broadway tweeting about their uh, memories of her. So um, somebody who has impacted a lot of people for many, many decades, James, and just someone who seemed like one of the sweetest people uh, in the business. So uh, our thoughts go out to those that loved her uh, both as a fan and as a friend. All right. What do we have in last week's Broadway grosses? Well, James, with the closing of both Kinky Boots and the band's visit at the end of the previous week, Broadway did take a bit of a hit as no other shows joined the boards to kind of counteract that. But the total receipts only declined about a little more than half a million dollars. So all in all, not terrible. But a number of shows also saw healthy increases, led by Hamilton picking up 251K coming off of an Eduham week. Then there was All My Sons going from four to seven performances and adding more than $176,000. But then next on the list of increases, both of Broadway's very non-traditional kings, Lear and Kong saw substantial gains. The Glenda Jackson led Lear added nearly 167,000 while the giant puppet led Kong picked up an extra $164,612 from there following as good of reviews as I think as the production could have hoped for on Broadway, Oklahoma added nearly 148,000 up to 599 K waitress. As I think they probably were hoping, picked up almost $100,000 in Jeremy Jordan's first week, increasing to over three quarters of a million dollars. Pretty healthy for that show. And nine other shows shows solve raises of more than 50K. Now, down at the other end of the scale, To Kill a Mockingbird and Harry Potter and the Cursed Child had the biggest declines of the week, but not super worried about either of them as they grossed $1.5 and $1.7 million last week, respectively. Hamilton was on the top of the till with $3,191,118, followed by The Lion King at $2.25 million. Wicked, Cursed Child, Mockingbird, Aladdin, Ain't Too Proud, Dear Evan Hansen, Frozen, Mean Girls, The Book of Mormon, and Network in seven shows, all above $1 million. Now, uh, our shows that aren't exactly on closing announcement watch, but are on the pre-closing announcement watch watch list. Uh, they all had increases last week, James, uh, though none of them were ginormous. The prom added about a nice $69,000 to break the 600 k mark for the first time since the second full week of January, and that's more than a 123 k increase since the second week of March. Beautiful also moved up to uh, 619 k and the ferryman rose about 22000 to 529 k However, Be More Chill did dip a bit, falling almost $43,000 to land at about $555,000. Beetlejuice, still in previews, also fell more than $79,000 last week to come in at $686,456, or 58.68% of its gross potential. The share show is not really in trouble yet, I don't think, but it is also right at that 59% of the gross potential mark, which isn't great, but it did pull in $880,000 last week. And coincidentally, we have highlights from both Beetlejuice on Broadway and performances from the share shows tonight show takeover in the show notes. Now, overall, James, I, I think for losing two recent best musical winners and not adding any new shows, uh, a decline of only 1.6% isn't that bad. So uh, a pretty good week, even though spring breaks, I think, are mostly done. It'll be interesting to see how Passover and Easter impact the grosses uh, this coming week. So you made the comparison of the two kings, the Kong and the Lear. 
uh, and it made me think that uh, Easter Bonnet is coming up, and I wonder if they'll do some sort of crossover <laughs> there. I mean, if Glenda Jackson went into King Kong, I'd go back to see it. Yeah, absolutely. I'd love to see her uh, swinging from those giant uh, vine things that they have on there. Yeah, exactly. I'm down. All right. What do we have in other news? Okay, yesterday, uh, Doug Nevin, Michael Yuri, and the Rattlestick Playwrights Theater announced Pride Plays, an upcoming festival of play readings to commemorate the 50th anniversary of the Stonewall Uprising. More than a dozen play readings from celebrated LGBTQIA voices will be presented from June 20th through the 24th at Rattlestick Playwrights Theater, capturing the prideful spirit of the LGBTQIA community and celebrating 50 years of theatrical voices. We will have a list of the shows, their playwrights, obviously, and a link to buy tickets in the show notes. Also on Monday, Lin-Manuel Miranda confirmed some of the casting that has been rumored for the In the Heights film, specific, uh, specifically Olga Moretta's as uh, Abuela Claudia, and Jimmy Smith's as Kevin Rosario. He also announced that the rumored Marvel superhero to play Sonny wasn't happening, as instead Gregory Diaz IV will play Usnavi's cousin, and uh, Gregory seems very young, so they're casting Sonny age-appropriate, it looks like. Uh, Lynn also shared a really nice tweet uh, about Smith's writing, quote, fun fact that still makes me cry. Jimmy Smith was an early Heights supporter off-Broadway, we asked him to do the voiceover for our TV ad, and he said, quote, you don't have to pay me. I just want some house seats for Broadway. Lyndon <laughs> included that commercial. Um, we will have a link to that in the show notes. Uh, and finally, James, yesterday, the York Theater Company announced the cast and creative team for the off-Broadway revival of Joseph Stein and Stan Daniel's show, Interlaughing, colon, the musical. The show will feature Farrah Alvin, Dana Costello, Chris Dwan, Allison Frazier, Ali Trim, and more. It'll be directed by Stuart Ross and is set to run from May 7th through June 9th. If you'd like more information on any or all of these stories, please check out the show notes at broadwayradio.com. All right, Matt, why don't you get us out of here? All right, thanks for listening to today on Broadway. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Broadway Radio, and you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Matt. And my name is James Marino from BroadwayRadio.com and BroadwayStars.com. Thanks for spending some of your Tuesday with us. Matt's going to take you into Wednesday, and I will be back on Thursday. We'll talk to you then. 